0: Hello, this is Pastor Sam DiCicco from the Conquer Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Conquer Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We'd like to invite you out to one of our church services on Sunday morning or Sunday evening. Wednesday night, we have a Bible study. Friday evening at 7, we have a Reformers Unanimous program that helps people that have various addictions. We're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from K-2 through 12th grade need more information about our church or school ministry, visit our website at ConquerBaptistChurch.org. As we see many people cross the path of Jesus, there is a dear mother that requested something very special for her two sons. We look at this story in Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. It says, Then came to him, the mother of Zebedee's children, with her sons worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. And are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We are able. As we look at this story, it's a very... Uh, interesting time in which a woman, the mother of Zebedee's children, that would be the mother of James and John, two of Jesus' disciples, came to him. And notice first off how that she came and worshiped him. She worshiped him. There was a spirit of devotion here. She knew Jesus was the Messiah. She worshiped Jesus as the very Son of God. She had realized that her two sons, or following, uh, the one that the Israelites had longed for 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 many, many years, hundreds of years, and how that she now was privileged, in essence, that her two boys uh, were called to be apostles by the Lord Jesus Christ. She worshiped him. We know that uh, uh, many times in the Bible, when someone worshiped Jesus, it meant that they literally fell down before him. They got on their knees and they began to uh, talk to him in, 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 in terms of great honor. They began to uh, adore him and and uh, proclaim his power and his majesty. And I can imagine that day as this woman is, is worshiping the Lord Jesus as her Savior, as her Lord. Uh, As her God, as her creator, she is now uh, in in a position of of, uh, humble reverence unto the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful thing to worship the Lord. It's something we should do every day, all the time. You know, many times Christians are saved on their way to heaven, but yet don't think about worshiping the Lord. Don't think about taking time to ascribe to him the honor and glory that's due unto him. Don't think about how that uh, he's been so good and wonderful teaching every one of us, how He's saved us and he bought us by his precious blood, how he's given us a home in heaven, how someday he'll redeem us and take us to that home that he has uh, prepared for us. Sometimes we get so busy and our lives and the things that we have going on on here on this earth we forget about our heavenly home we forget about uh, the mansion that he has built for us and you know it's a wonderful thing that if every day like this dear mother of zebedee's sons would worship jesus and who he is uh, ascribe to him all the honor glory and praise you know sometimes when we pray i know that it's a time of asking god for things and that's Certainly a a good thing, a right thing to do. But, you know, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, the first thing that he said, Our Father in heaven, uh, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. In essence, Jesus encouraged his disciples to worship God before they ever asked anything. And we too ought to know that uh, our devotion towards Christ is a very important uh, part of our relationship. But then after she worshiped him, she asked him for a certain thing. And Jesus responded by saying, What wilt thou? And this request was a very bold request. As she saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. She believed in a coming kingdom. She knew that someday Jesus will come again and sit at the throne of David and have this eternal kingdom. And she knows that um, he will need people to to. Uh, being in positions of authority with him in this kingdom and to rule and reign with him. And she has a very bold request. She says, let my two sons have the positions of authority, the most prominent positions in your kingdom, the one on the right, one on the left. And certainly that is a, a bold request. But, you know, I, I love this woman's prayer life. She She prays boldly. Uh, Psalm 81 verse 10 says, open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. Jeremiah thirty three three says, call on me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. And this woman was praying boldly. She was not just praying and saying, could you compensate my boys for their hard work? She didn't ask for any earthly material. She didn't ask for anything that uh, would someday vanish as uh, we leave this world behind, but What she asked for was something very bold. She wanted what was best for her sons. She saw the sacrifice that her sons had made. They had left the fishing business of their father. They had left home. They had given up all for Jesus. And her request was a a really a a wonderful request. It was something not beyond maybe what Jesus would do. And she prayed boldly. I wonder how many times we have not because we ask not. I wonder how many times we could uh, have just prayed boldly and and God could have honored our faith. This woman was a woman of faith to even utter this prayer. Our prayers many times are safe and normal and within the realm of possibility. But this uh, this prayer was a great prayer. Uh, Now, she had no idea what response Jesus would give. She didn't know if Jesus would you know say yes I'll grant to your boys or if she would be rebuked but you know she put that prayer out there and sometimes when we pray we just have to put those prayers out there we just have to be bold and aggressive sometimes in our prayer life and, and ask for big prayers and ask for the impossible at times and certainly a God is a God who answers our prayers and according to his will but there are times which I believe that our prayers can 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 affect the heart and mind of the Lord and so she prayed boldly before him. She wanted only what was best for her sons. Notice uh, what her desire was in this prayer. Her desire was that they would be on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. She wanted her sons for all eternity to be close to Jesus. Isn't that a great request? Isn't that what every mom and dad would want for their kids, that their their children would be close to Jesus. That their kids would would be uh, in in a, in, a, in a such a close relationship with Christ that He would reward them someday, in His kingdom. So many times, parents are so caught up in these things of the world they want their kids to be a a, a famous, uh, you know, a, a profession or a a type of profession that makes money or prestige or has some sort of um, a lot in life that would bring them pride and honor and glory. And yet, every mom and dad out there should just want that their child be close to Jesus, that their child walk with Christ, that their child live a life of service to the Lord. So many times uh, parents' dreams and goals that are secular, that are really have nothing to do with Christ, get in the way of of a child's spiritual development. They hear from a, a very young age, do this and do that and become this and you'll be successful and earn this and be prosperous. And yet what we should be teaching our young people is serve Christ, walk with Jesus, be faithful to him, find out his will, do his will. And so she wanted them to be close to Jesus. She also wanted them to have eternal reward. Notice she didn't say, let them sit in, in your right side, and left side here on this earth, but she said in your kingdom. She valued the eternal kingdom. She valued that heavenly kingdom, that millennial kingdom as being much greater than that of this earthly kingdom. You see, her priorities were right. She understood that there is eternal reward. Jesus talked about how that uh, <clears throat> that uh, the things that we attain here on this earth, that can be rusted away or can be stolen away or moths will come and eat. But he said, store up treasures in heaven where all these things will not take away from your, your eternal reward. And so this dear mother wanted not only what was best for her children, but she wanted her kids to have eternal reward. Isn't that a wonderful thing if parents would raise their children uh, with view in the view of, of gain, gaining eternal reward? I believe this mother was a good impact upon her boys. I believe that before James and John ever came to know Jesus, I believe that this mother was a mother of faith, that she had taught her children of a Messiah that was coming, that she had prepared them for the coming of Jesus Christ. And we don't know anything about this mother of Zebedee's children, but we do know that that, um, she had a heart for God. We do know that her boys had a heart for God. We know that she wanted what was best for her boys. We know that her boys wanted what was best also spiritually. And notice how that um, the answer of Jesus, when he said, you know, not what you ask, are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? And they said unto him, We are able. What was Jesus talking about this baptism? Uh, of the baptism which he he had and drink of the cup that he had. And we know that Jesus was baptized to do the will of the Father. We know that when he was baptized, that the Spirit of God came upon him and he started his ministry. We know that in the garden, he would drink of that cup, the cup that was representative of the will of the Father. We know that there was a bitter cup at times as he had to go to the cross. And what he's saying is that, are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to to do my Father's will? Are you willing to sacrifice Are you willing to drink the bitter cup like I will someday? And they said, we are able. In essence, what they said is, yes, we want to do God's will. Yes, we're willing to sacrifice. Yes, we're willing to serve. We are able. It's one thing to tell the Lord Jesus that you're willing to do that. It's another thing to do it. And these boys uh, later on proved that uh, they truly were willing to be baptized with his baptism and drink of that cup as they would suffer many things it would be uh, james would be the first it would be uh, martyred of the apostles as the book of acts records his being beheaded by herod uh, as he was in prison we know that uh, john later on on the island of patmos penned the great book of revelation of jesus christ but he was doing that as a prisoner of christ in a in a place that was secluded and uh, he was being punished for his faith in Jesus. So when these men said, yes, we are able, they were, they were speaking prophecy. They were, they were saying, yes, we will. And they did. But uh, Jesus later on uh, wanted to give one last biblical principle to these men as they were asking for power and authority. And he said in verse number twenty five you know not you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them, but it shall not be among you, but whosoever will be your great among you, let him be your minister, and whosoever shall be chief among you, let him be your servant, for even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and they give his life a ransom for many." Jesus said, in essence, focus on serving. He said, greatness is not about a position of authority. It's not about sitting on the right hand or the left hand. He said, in fact, only his father was able to make that decision. He said, just focus on serving. Just focus on ministering. You see, that's what Jesus did when he came to the earth. He never sought a power and authority. All he did is every day got up and he served people and he lived for people and he did miracles and he preached the word of God and he did the Father's will. And since that's what he's saying is the most important thing, that's greatness. And where the world doesn't see that as being great, Jesus sees that as being great. And so he said true greatness is being a servant. True greatness is focusing on others and living a life that you give away and that you, you give your life a ransom for many. So Jesus was teaching a very important principle here to these men and to this dear woman. And he said, in essence, if you'll just get busy serving, and if you'll live a life of service, then you will be considered great in the kingdom of God. I hope today as we look at this dear woman, it'll challenge our faith. It'll challenge our prayer life to be bold. It'll challenge it'll challenge us just to be a servant and focus on others and i believe that if we accomplish these things that we too will receive great reward in heaven